Today is a very special day. Uh, today is a day where we're really, every focus that we're doing today is about new life. Uh, if you were here first service, then you've already been through uh, two baby dedications. And I just want to tell you uh, why baby dedications are special and why they're important to us. Uh, we don't baptize babies. What we do is we dedicate them. And the dedication of babies is really more of a dedication of parents. The Bible says this, that we should train up children in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from those ways. That means that we are to basically sow into their lives, pour into their lives, demonstrate for them how to live and how to follow after Christ. And when they get older, you know, a lot of times our kids kind of go off. It's kind of hard being a parent as you watch your kids get older and, and your heart kind of goes into your mouth as you watch them make some decisions and, 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 and it becomes challenging to shut your mouth sometimes as, as a parent. But when they get older... It says that they won't depart from the ways um, that you installed in them. And so a lot of times our kids will drift off, but when you deposit what God has for them in their lives through reading of his word, through bringing them to church and, and living and demonstrating a godly life before them, then that is always, it's like a deposit, it's like a bank account in their lives that one day they'll begin making withdrawals out of it. All right? I mean, it'll happen right away, but when things get really tough, they'll begin to make withdrawals out. And so what we love about baby dedications, and this morning we had two of them. We are, as Lori said earlier, uh, we are growing and growing with kids, and it's awesome. But what we love about baby dedications is we have parents that, 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 that recognize, and, and they come to us, and they say, listen, we want to dedicate our, our, our babies to God. And what they're saying in that is this. We're saying we want to bring our, our children up before the church and before God and say, listen, we are giving this child back to God. And we are vowing and committing before God and before the people who sit in these pews that we're going to live as best as we can the godly life that God has called us to live for them and demonstrate that kind of life for our children. So they will see not perfect parents, but parents who, through their mistakes, strive to serve God and follow after it, after um, God. And so they come up here, and, and the children are too young to make any kind of decision for themselves. And so the parents come up, and they stand before you guys, and they say, you know what, God, this is for you, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving my, my, my child back to you, and, and, and please will you help me to live for you and demonstrate a love for you that will be a deposit in their lives for years and years to come. And what we challenge the parents with is this. Don't just love God this way, right? So you love God by, 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 by serving him, but you love each other. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, love your husbands. And by loving um, you, you, each other, you will show your children what marriage looks like, right? Now, if you've been married for any amount of time, you know marriage is not easy, right? That means we don't hide arguments from our kids. It means that they see us resolve them, right? They see us fix them. They see us uh, lay down our lives and, and not live selfishly um, and, and, and give ourselves to our husbands and give ourselves to our wives, whatever the case may be. And so what I love about baby dedications is we do this. They come up here and they stand here. We pray over the children. We pray that God keeps them and, and guides them and, and, and protects them. And then what we do is we commit back to the church and we say, hey, listen, parents have the first responsibility in raising their children, but the church also has responsibility. And to explain this better, is the only way to really understand this is if you were to take a picture of glad tidings, this building, right, and you were to create a puzzle out of it, all right, what we believe that each person that comes to this church is a unique puzzle piece. 
And each puzzle, if you've ever done puzzles, they're always, the pieces are always unique and they're always different. Some pieces have, you know, um, two or three spots that they go. Some are corner pieces. Some are edge pieces. Some have four areas. And so we believe this. You, if God has brought you to this church, you are like a puzzle piece. God has brought you here for a reason and for a purpose. And you have a place. And until your puzzle piece is played and placed, it's an incomplete picture of this church. Now, every piece is different, all right? So, you know, sometimes people go, I want to be in the spotlight. Well, that's just a position. That's nothing, you know, every position is different. Some of you might look like a grass piece. Some of you look like a steeple piece. Some might look like, you know, whatever. But we all have our roles that God has uniquely basically equipped us for. And so what happens is when during the baby dedications, we come back to the congregation and we say, hey, if you're here, If you're here, will you stand before these families and will you promise to them that you will fulfill your calling? In other words, you will play your puzzle piece and place it in this church where it belongs so that you can do your part in also training and equipping and teaching and helping our children grow to be the men and women of God that God wants them to be. And I love this because it's a picture of unity. The church stands and they say, you know what? Yes, we're committed to this. And so... What we love about that is this. These parents recognize that true life, true life only comes from Jesus Christ. True life only comes from Jesus Christ. And so these parents are saying, you know what? I want my kids to live, and I want them to live life abundantly, and I recognize that the only way they're going to live abundantly and really have life is through Christ. And so I'm pledging myself to point towards Christ. And the church pledges themselves to point towards Christ. And then brings us to this service. And I'm excited to say we have baptisms today. We have seven baptisms. We have four kids and three adults getting baptized. And what's great about the baptisms and the baby dedications on the same day is that the baptisms are actually what the parents are hoping for when they do the dedications, right? That's right. They're saying, man, my hope is that if I will live my life and I will give my life, and again, we're not talking perfection. We're just talking humble before God. If I will live this life and dedicate my life to God, man, my hope is that one day when my child is old enough, whatever age that may be, they will decide to accept Jesus Christ for themselves. And that's exactly what baptism represents. People are coming out, not because we've twisted their arms or forced them, but they're coming out saying, you know what, this is my decision. This is my choice, and I want to stand before God, and I want to stand before this congregation, and I want to declare to everyone that I am no longer living for myself. In essence, I'm dying to myself, and I'm turning my life around, and I am now living for Jesus Christ. And everything I do from this point on is going to be about him, with him as my God, with him as my king, and I'm going to serve him. And it's a beautiful thing, and it's powerful. Um, You know, what's so awesome about baptism is, is you know, it happens across different ages. We have, we have some young kids in here, and they're going to say what God means to them, and then we're going to have some older folks in here. And, 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 and in the past, I don't know what we're going to hear this morning, but in the past, we've heard some powerful stories. We've heard about what God has done, the before and after pictures, where, 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 where people declare, man, listen, I was addicted. I was in bondage. I was depressed. I was miserable, and, and, and my life was falling apart, and I had nothing. And then I turned to God, and I didn't, as he was my last resort when I turned to him, and everything changed, not necessarily overnight. For some people, it did, but everything changed. And man, my life is not the way it used to be. 
Man, I have life now. It doesn't mean all your problems go away. It doesn't mean that, that you're just loaded with money. It just means that, man, God is with you. He directs you. He walks with you. Um, and you have his presence with you. You have that peace with you during all the struggles. And then he sees you through. All of this is about life. It's about going from darkness to the light of who Christ is. And thirdly, our third thing that we're doing this morning, all on one Sunday, is we are wrapping up our, our focus, uh, at least preaching-wise, on, on digging this well in Kenya. In Kenya, in the Rift Valley, there's a community that Lori mentioned earlier of 1,300 people. 300 of those are young kids in school, and they have no clean water, no access to clean water. And so they are drinking dirty water. They are drinking the same water that their cows and cattle are standing in. And the results of drinking dirty water are what? You get sick. You get sick. By bringing them clean water, we can bring them a different kind of life, can't we? We can bring them a different kind of life by bringing them clean water. And yes, they're far away. And yes, we may not ever meet these people in this side. We'll be sending teams over there. But, but to bring them clean water changes everything. For them. Many times in Scripture we see that before Jesus met the spiritual need, he first met the physical need, right? He knew that the real problem was spiritual, but what the people were facing was physical, and many times we can't see the spiritual need beyond the physical need, right? And God knows, hey, listen, I'm going to meet their physical need because he cares about your physical need. And when he begins to meet your physical need, the walls begin to come down and it opens the door for him to meet the true need of the spiritual need and bring life. And that's what we are believing for, for this well project, that we're going to meet a physical need. We're going to give them clean water. We're going to do it no matter how enormous this project is because God is bigger and he's going to help us and he's going to do it. But we believe that when we begin to meet that physical need, when we begin to send people over there as well, build relationship, we're believing that God's going to help us lead them and point them to Christ where they can not just have healthy, clean water, but living water that comes from Jesus Christ. So that's the goal. So today's focus is all about true life. True life that starts with Christ, that's only found in Christ. Now, each one of us are here for different reasons this morning. Uh, first service, we had families, one family had driven all the way up from South Carolina to come and see their, their, uh, when their, their granddaughter baptized, I mean, dedicated. And, and they were excited. And so for them, probably the, the main focus, what they will take home with them after today would be, like, man, I, that was the day when I witnessed the dedication of my granddaughter. And then we had friends and family, and they came, and, and, and they were here because, man, they were excited about seeing this, this baby dedicated. This baby meant something to them. It was a family member. It was a friend's child. But, man, this, they're connected to this child. It's emotional. It means something. And they're excited, and that's why they came. And that's awesome. And rightfully so. And now this service, we have people in here, um, and they've come because their family's being baptized, and they're, they're, they're excited, and, and they're going to celebrate, and, and, and they can't wait to see their, their, their friend, their, their son, their daughter, whoever it may be, get baptized and make this commitment before God. And so they're here to witness that. And for them, this day will be about that. Not too long ago, we, uh, Michael was baptized, and we went and celebrated afterwards. We went to Wild Willie's and, and got him a, a burger 
And from that point on, it's always been known as the baptism burger. <laughs> so there is time to celebrate. And if you need to go get a baptism burger, Wild Willie sells them, all right? No, they didn't pay me to say that. But it's a time for celebration. It's exciting. That's what we're here for, right? And then there's the well. And just to be perfectly honest with you, right, probably for a lot of us, the well is going to be like secondary. The well sometimes gets to the point where it's like, okay, yeah, oh, and it's the well. That's good. Um, it's a good cause. These poor people that we do not know need water. Uh, we recognize it. We're going to give to it. But it doesn't necessarily have that grip on our heart, does it? I want you to know that as special as this day is for you, no matter where you're coming from, and rightfully so, all of these three things are equally special to Christ. Jesus said this in John chapter 10, verses 9 through 10. He said, I am the gate. And those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and they will find good pastures. The thief's purpose, or Satan's purpose, is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Let me just repeat that last part. He says this. Listen, you need to understand what happens in the world. The enemy, Satan, he's a thief. His entire purpose, the reason that he exists, the reason that he roams around on this earth and in this world is simply for this. He wants to steal from you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. That is his purpose. If I were to tell you my purpose in life is this, you're going to say to me, well, what you're defining me is the whole reason you're living. It's the reason you're breathing. That's why you're here. Because when I say this is my purpose, what I'm talking about. So Jesus is saying, listen, this is his mission. This is his sole reason for existing. This is what he lives to do. This is what brings him joy. This is what brings him satisfaction, is to steal, kill, and destroy you. He says, on the other side to that, he said, let me tell you about my purpose. He says, my purpose, my, my reason, my mission, my goal, the reason I came is to give them, meaning the people of this world, a rich and satisfying life. The NIV says it this way, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So, so Jesus is saying this, and the reason I left heaven, and I didn't have to leave heaven, the reason I left glory, all right, to put it into more terms we might really appreciate is, the reason I left my vacation in the Caribbean Right? In the hot sun and the beautiful weather, man, just chilling and relaxing. And I came to Boston in February with snowstorms and misery and rude drivers is so that you might live, that I might help you. See, he didn't have to leave heaven. But he saw us in our pain, and he saw us in our darkness, and he saw what the enemy was doing to us in destroying our lives and ruining our lives and killing us. And he said, man, I can't stay in the Bermuda 
chilling out and relaxing while this is happening to people that I care about and love. And so I'm leaving heaven, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to walk this world. I'm going to be born as a child. I'm going to endure every temptation and every challenge that they've ever had to endure. And I'm going to actually go to a cross and endure the, the, the horror of crucifixion. And I'm going to take their darkness and their shame and their sin and their, all these things that weigh them down and are killing them that Satan has put on them to destroy them. I'm going to take them from them and I'm going to carry them. And then I'm going to die with what was meant to kill them. I'm going to die with it on my shoulders so that they can live. Now that's love. And that's what he did. And that's what Easter's about, right? So he comes and he, he goes to the cross and, 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 he, and he raises from the dead and he defeats sin, death, and the, and, and the enemy and the grave. And he basically says this, man, all you have to do is, is come to me and grab my hand. And what I've died for you to give you is now yours. But all you have to do is take it from me. I've already done it. You just have to want it. You just have to want it. He says, man, I came to bring life. That's what the dedication's about, right? Man, I just want my children to have life. I don't think there's a parent in here, whether you're a Christian, whether you're not Christian, that wouldn't say, I want my kids to have an awesome life, right? That's what I want. It's what baptism is about. People saying, man, I found life for myself. That's why what we do what we do in Kenya. See, like I said earlier, for, for, for Jesus, each one of these is special. See, when he sees these babies being dedicated this morning, you know what he sees? He doesn't see your children. He sees his. When he sees these baptisms happening, guess what? He doesn't see your children or your family members. He sees his. See, when it's about, when it's your family, it means more, doesn't it? When it's your kids, it impacts more, right? For well, all of them belong to him. When he sees people in Kenya drinking dirty water, he doesn't just see people far off drinking dirty water. He sees his kids drinking dirty water. When you think about that, it's different. It's different. See, Jesus said to us, if you love me and if you're one of my followers, then you can't just walk by that and be okay with it. He said, love, let's not love just in words, but let's love in action. Let's love in truth. Let's not just talk about it. Let's live it. Let's do it. And he says, man, if the love of Christ is in you, the same love that, that was in me that made me leave heaven and come to earth and carry your sin and die for you, if that love really lives in you, then how can you walk by and do nothing? Right? See, we have the ability to see this through Christ's eyes if we want to. So all we have to do is, is close our eyes, and all we have to do is just imagine, and you can do this with me if you want to. You don't have to, but you can close your eyes. You just imagine that young boy you see above my head holding up that, that, that bottle of dirty water, and that's all he has to drink. 
and it's sad. Now I want you to replace his face with your kid's face. And imagine that's what your kid is about to drink right now. And that's all they have. How far would you go? What would stop you from making sure your kid didn't drink that? See, that changes things, right? It, it changes things when all of a sudden I go, wait, what if that was my kid? What if that was, what if that, that was Michael's face or Courtney's face? And they're about to guzzle that dirty water. And I'm thinking to myself, man, what is in that? And what is that going to do to their bodies? But they're so thirsty and they're so desperate, they can't think about the future. They're thinking about the now. I need something to drink. And Jesus says, you know what? That's my kid. And, 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 and rightfully so, we're excited about baby dedication. We're excited about baptism. So is he. He goes, man, but listen, please be equally as passionate about that. See, if that was my child, it wouldn't matter if I was here or not. I would stop at nothing. I'd be knocking on your doors. If it meant that I had to dig a well, I would be relentless and saying, hey, listen, can you give some money for this? Because here, let me show you a picture of my child. And let me tell you what this is going to do to them. And I desperately want to help them. And I don't think I'm alone in that, right? I think all of us would be doing that. And so, you know what the greatest thing as a parent is, and, and parents, you can probably, hopefully you've, you've seen this, is when you see your kids start, like, loving on each other. How many parents have seen that, right? Nobody? Just me. Okay. It does happen once in a while, all right? But one of the cool things is when you suddenly see your kid, like, even from the time, sometimes you'll see little kids, and there'll be this brief moment in their selfishness, because a lot of them are selfish, where all of a sudden in the toddler room, like a kid realizes, man, I think I'm going to share this toy with a kid who's upset. And they walk over and they give something that they would like to play with, and they give it away. And what happens to every teacher in there? They go, oh, oh, that's so sweet, right? You probably don't sound like that. Anyway, but oh, that's so sweet. And then it happens with our, with our kids, right? Maybe they get old, you begin to see them take care of each other, and you go, man, they get it. They get it. That's what I want to see. I want to see my kids loving on each other. I want to see them caring about each other. And that's what God is saying about us. He's like, man, I want you to see this for what this is. Like, these aren't distant people. Like, these are my kids. And, and if you love me, man, like, would you love your brother? Would you love your sister? Would you help them? Like, how could you have so much? It, it would be like your kid having this big pile of candy and all this candy in the world and, and your other kid having nothing and crying and, 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 and this kid going, yeah, I'm sorry. I wish I could help. I'm going to pray for you. Right? But I'm not giving any of my candy, but I'm going to pray for you because I love you, you know? You'd be like, that's not love. Just give him a piece of candy. Like, help him out. And so that's what God calls us to do. The truth is this. We're going there for, for the real reason. The real reason is, listen, we want to provide clean water. But clean water for them will only lower a wall that will lead them to life-giving living water. It'll lead them to living water. And when we meet their physical need and we build relationship with them, we begin to speak to them, we can begin to point them to what really matters because true life doesn't come from clean water. It leads to a better life, a more healthy life, but true life comes when you start drinking the water that Christ has for you. I've got to wrap this up because we're going to get to, to baptisms, but here's what I want to say to you. The truth is many people and some still in this church are still drinking dirty water. See, he, Jesus came that you might live. 
and, and live life abundantly. And, and he offers you springs. He offers you springs of living water that just flow from him. And, and the enemy is giving you this. The enemy is giving you this. And we know that the enemy's whole purpose is to seek out, to steal from you, to kill you, and destroy you. And so with this, he's saying, man, let me tell you what we're going to Let me tell you, Courtney, this is what you need to chase after because that's going to make you happy. Man, you want all the money and you want all the guys. And here, just drink this, drink this. And, and she's like, man, maybe I'm low inside. Maybe that's what I need to, to feel better. So, man, all that I can get. And he comes over to you and says, man, it's about your career, it's about your title, it's about your retirement, it's about all of this. Man, that's going to bring fulfillment, man, just drink this. And you go, man, maybe that'll work. And I start drinking this, and man, it feels good right now, so I just keep drinking it. But you can't drink dirty water and stay healthy, can you? You can't. What happens is too many people start guzzling this stuff and guzzling this stuff, and before long they find themselves empty, they find themselves depressed, they find themselves miserable, they have no peace, they have no joy, and they can't seem to put their finger on it. And they go, man, why is my life like this? And sometimes they have everything that the enemy said they would have, and they still have this emptiness inside. And the whole time, Jesus is out there saying, man, what are you doing? He said, don't you realize I died and I've got this for you? If you would just put down that dirty water, don't you realize what's in that? If you keep drinking that, you're going to lose your life. It will eventually kill you. Please put it down. I'm not going to make you, but I'm handing out to you spring water. Will you just drink this? This is water from me, and water from me doesn't look like water from the world. And when you drink this, it will bring you life and life to the fullest. Please put that water down. And sometimes we get smart. Sometimes we go, I can fix this. A little bit of this. A little bit of this. Now, now God's happy. Now I got the best of both worlds. How many of you would really drink that, right? This is just like cinnamon water, right? But if I got this from the river, there's this little stream out here. If I got just a little bit of water and put it with, put it, mix it with some spring water, would you drink it? No. See, that makes sense to us, physically. But spiritually, it's great, right? And I can still, still taste the cinnamon in here. Jesus said this, Man, if you will come to me, I will give you rivers of living water that will flow out of you. It will restore you. It will heal you. And I will set you free. I will break every addiction and I will transform your life. And it may not happen overnight, but give me your life. And you will truly begin to live. This morning, that's what baptisms are about. I want to pray before we go into baptisms. Because some of you are here, and some of you are probably saying, you know what? This is what my life looks like. This is my life. How on earth? Does that come clean? Here's the greatest thing about God. God says this. You don't have to perfect your life before you come to him. You don't have to get it all right. All you have to do is come and say, you know what? God, I don't know how you're going to do this in my life, but I want to quit drinking the dirty water. Would you come? Would you come into my life? I want to drink from you, and would you strengthen me? Would you heal me? You don't have the strength to fix yourself. If you'll give it to him, he'll fix you. 
This is what begins to happen. He begins to pour in living water. And guess what happens? The dirty water slowly comes out, right? And before long, your life becomes clear. It's just because he keeps just pouring it in and pouring it in and pouring it in. But the choice is yours. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to pray, and then I'm going to go. We're going to get ready to do some baptisms. We're going to celebrate what God has done in people's lives. But as excited as God is about this happening right here today, you know what he's waiting at the edge of his seat for right now? Because there's some of you in here that are drinking dirty water, and he's got living water for you. And he says, man, more than anything, I want you to take this. Would you just bow your heads, and would you close your eyes? If that's you... If that's you, if you are depressed, if you are alone, if you are hurting, if you are in pain, you don't have to be. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to call, come forward. All I want you to do, if that is you, would you just say to God in your own mind where you are, God, this is me. And I'm tired of the dirty water. And I'm asking you to start pouring rivers of living water into my life? Would you set me free? Would you break every addiction? Would you, would you overwhelm me with your presence and with your peace? And God, would you help me to live for you? I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I know that you've told me it's not my strength, but it's yours, and I'm holding on to that because his hand is extended to you. He's already done it. He's already paid the price. You can't earn it. You'll never be good enough. I want to pray with you. If that's you and you pray this prayer this morning, would you just let someone know who's a Christian so they can walk with you, so they can help you? Lord Jesus, we come before you. God, we thank you that you are about life and that you are about life abundantly. God, I thank you, Lord God, that although the enemy came to destroy us, you came to save us. God, I thank you that you are so much stronger than he will ever be, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for the lives this morning that are about to be baptized, Lord Jesus. And God, we come before you now with the lives in here that are still drinking dirty water. God, you know their emptiness and you know their pain, God. God, you know their hurt, you know their tears, you know their loneliness, Lord Jesus. You know every abuse that they've been through. And God, although the enemies try to destroy them, God, we thank you that you are bigger than him. God, I thank you that your hand is extended to them, Lord God. And we pray in the name of Jesus now, as they reach out to take your hand, Father, would you wash them? Would you cleanse them? Would you pour into them? Would you set them free, God? God, would you replace the, 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 the depression, Lord God, with peace and with joy, Lord God? Would you overwhelm them with your presence, Lord Jesus? Would you break every addiction and every bondage? God, that today wouldn't be a day where they witnessed someone being baptized or dedicated, Lord God, or they heard about a water project, but God, that today would be a day that they found you. If that's you, I'm going to pray this prayer. Just agree with me if this is what you want. Lord Jesus, I recognize that you are the Son of God, that you came from heaven, you walked this, this earth, because you saw me in my darkness and in my pain and in my sin and shame. I recognize that you took all of this sin, Lord God, and the punishment that I deserved 
and death on a cross upon your shoulders, and you died in my place, setting me free. And this morning, I ask you to come into my life and forgive me and wash me and cleanse me that I might live with you forever. God, I thank you that you rose again, defeated sin, death, and the grave. God, let me walk with you. And let me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.